Welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. Um, we will be the one program today on the station that will not be discussing the lease getting destroyed. <laughs> Yo, imagine if I had to do react pods for the lease, man. What do you think was worse? Woo. The Raptors blowing the 19-point lead and having DeMar's daughter distract them from the free throw line in the play-in or, or a 7-3 loss in game one for the Leafs? Nah, I, I just know MLSC is just in that office <laughs> at 50 Bay Street. Hey, man, man those, checks, those checks still cash, man. Oh, those, man. those $35 so. drinks, they, uh, they I, still check. They still cash. That was tough, man. That uh, was really tough. I, I only tuned in for like two minutes because mm-hmm. um, uh, the, the first game of the night got a little bit boring. Um where I think the Cavs were just able to outmuscle the Knicks. And I don't know, every other, like, shot of the Knicks was just, like, a guy bleeding or a guy holding his leg or, like, Julius Randle falling over. And, I like, saw Julius Randle accidentally slap Jalen Brunson Yeah, Jalen Brunson. At that, one point. That was just, like, physical violence. Also, like, why was Julius Randle playing when they were down, like, 20 in the fourth with two minutes left? Because I saw that's when Jared Allen had that foul yeah, on him. Right? That made no sense whatsoever. Um, and that's I think tips, that's tips, tips for you. That's why he was voted by the uh, Athletic Anonymous Players Poll as the least, uh, the coach that players would least want to play for. No, that's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, so at the, that game, not only was it a blowout, mm. um, but uh, you know, it was just like gore on on, on the Knicks side of things. <laughs> so I was like, all right, let me flip over. Like I was like, okay, the Blue Jays are up, but you know, like I can't watch baseball that long. Yeah, you hate bored. baseball. Noted baseball hater. I, no, I just got a little bored. I'm just like, okay, you know, it's a strike, it's a ball, whatever. All right, goodness, <laughs> man, this guy boiled baseball down to two outcomes. Yeah, it's, it's fine. All right, and then uh, I was like, all right, let me check out the Leafs, you know, because like you know, I'm, my dad's a big Leafs fan. Yeah, yeah, right. Notably, I've seen you at SVP buy him an eighty dollar replica jersey. Please, it was sixty five. Oh, okay, so and on sale. Yeah. Um, but I turn on the lease for like three minutes and they gave up two goals. And I don't know how, but somehow they were always in a two man advantage. The, the Thunder. So I was like, or the Lightning. So I was like, no, nah, this is, this is not it for me. So I just waited patiently until uh, the night game came on. And then obviously that was awesome watching. Uh, yeah. The real, the Kawhi. real NBA playoffs. Yeah. No, I think um, my theory with the Leafs is like, cause they're one of those, Tortured franchises, right? Haven't no, won no, no. A... they're not. They're not one of those. They're the tortured. <laughs> they franchise, haven't won man. a. They haven't won the Stanley Cup since 1967. I almost feel like they need, like a real like miracle type thing to happen to really shed their baggage. No, so, they so... need a miracle to win one round. <laughs> no, right now. so no. I think they're gonna fall uh, down three one, and then they're gonna come back. They're gonna fall down three one, get written off. Okay. Your dad's going to stop listening to morning show. No, he, he's definitely listening to the morning show this morning, man. And the Leafs are going to come back. So I, I'm still feeling great about the Leafs. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Like you mentioned, the uh, marquee matchup last night was the Phoenix Suns evening up their series against the Clippers with a 123-109 win. You know, just watching the second half, too, of that game, you know, it was tied at the half. Um, you know, the Suns made a run there at the start of the fourth quarter to really put the game away. That was like a NBA finals level to me in terms of just like hmm. the competition between the two teams. Like I don't want to get into hyperbole. I know it's a first round series, but just seeing the way that Devin Booker was playing, I think the way the Suns elevated the stars showing up in that second half, even hmm. CP and seeing the, the Kawhi led team, um, you know, fighting back. Like, 
That was that was like the highest level of basketball I think I've seen so far in, in these playoffs. Just yeah. these two teams competing. And it's interesting because watching the game, I was thinking like, this is so different from the other series that are taking place um, because of just how much of the offense is happening in the mid-range. And that's sort of what you would typically associate with high-intensity playoff games. Like, you know, guys going back and forth, finding, you know, the, the superstar in a half-court setting, getting him to the mid-range and letting them operate. And that's kind of what was happening in this game. I mean, we could have always seen that coming in this series. Like, you literally have four of the best mid-range players in the league in this in this series between Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and, of course, Kawhi Leonard, who's just good at everything, by the way. Man, watching Kawhi play basketball is Yo, just, it, nothing, it's like, oh, my goodness. Nothing matters to Kawhi. Like, he gets double teamed, and he yeah. just, like, slithers his way through, shoots like a little one-handed jumper. Um, you know, the crowd will be like all over the team and he'll just pull up and hit a three and silence. I'm like, nothing bothers him. Yeah. No, it, it's like, I think for Kawhi, I think there's, it, it's such a flat jumper, but it just like lasers into the net. <laughs> yo, that like, line drive hits different when, yo, when he pulls up for that line drive. <laughs> yo, this guy's Lyle Overbay, man. It's just pure line drives all over the place. He's slapping doubles all over the spot. All right. I do love baseball. Um, but no, seriously, like Kawhi was just so surgical. But of course, on the other end, you have just more firepower in the Suns. And I think that, um, yeah, I mean, tactically, there are probably things to be changed. And I think that's the beauty of uh, a, a playoff series. And I'm hoping this one goes seven because I'm just enjoying it so much. But to me, I'm just watching the series and I'm like, well, it doesn't necessarily make as much sense to have so many minutes on the floor for their centers on both ends, right? Because... On one hand, it's like KD versus Kawhi. This is a this is a banner matchup. You can't make it better than that. And then if you look across the board at center, the matchup will be like Mason Plumlee versus uh, Bismack Biombo in the uh, in the Charlotte Hornets Heritage Bowl. Like so. By just, the way, why does Bismack Biombo always take two hook shots to make one? <laughs> His two for one is when he gets the ball in the paint. It's always one missed shot, one offensive rebound, and one bucket. Yeah, it's amazing. No, he's consistent. He, he shoots it like a crab. It's it's a very interesting shot. No, but, like, I just don't think there needs to be as yeah. many minutes for the centers in this series. Like, I think, you know, where this series probably will go is more small ball, more switching. And I think, the, you know, the Clippers might actually have more roster depth to make up for the fact that even without Paul George, I think they still have wings in reserve. Um, but, yeah, I think the, the beauty of this series comes down to the star players going in each other. And I thought, like, look, the man, all the star players played well. Like, I thought Chris Paul in the first half was so terrible he was, like, missing all sorts of mid-range jumpers, which obviously that's his specialty. Um, Bones Highland was also crossing him up and getting to the basket anytime he wanted. And Bones wasn't even playing well. Yeah, like Bones stresses me out every time he gets the ball. He's even like, more than Westbrook. He's like a he, he's like Jordan Poole, but on a rookie-scale contract. <laughs> so he stresses me out. Um, but, like, Chris Paul in the second half, like, made every single play, uh, including down the stretch when they played a lot of pick-and-roll. DeAndre Ayton actually did a decent job of making most of those uh, mid-range pick-and-pops. And then, of course, Devin Booker was just like, I mean, say what you want about Kawhi or KD, but Devin Booker was the best scorer last night. And and he really took advantage, played at a higher level. And then Kawhi and KD are always great. So it was just great entertainment all around. Yeah, for sure. I think surgical is a really good word because I feel like that does describe a lot of the players in this series, right? Like CP, Kawhi, even put Devin Booker on the list and KD. Um, do a little first take topic with you. Um, do you think this is Devin Booker's team? Because, you know, I'm looking at KD, right? Like 25 points, six rebounds, five assists. Like, I thought he played great. Mm -hmm. But it does seem like when you have to, like, take over, um, it's kind of Devin Booker is the guy who's driving this team right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think two things are factoring into that. Number one, like, obviously, more defensive attention is put on 
KD than, than Booker, which is kind of scary because Booker is absolutely good enough offensively to warrant having the best defender. But right now, just because KD's there, you can't actually devote. Like, you can't put Kawhi on Booker, for example. Kawhi has to be on, on KD. Um, so that's, that's really freeing up Booker. But I also think that Booker, because he's younger and because he's obviously just, like, um, has a lot more energy than, than than KD, he was able to take it to another level in terms of intensity. Like, he's able to play a lot faster. He was able to, you know, handle and get downhill. I think when... When, sometimes Booker will settle in for a lot of like mid-range jumpers or or threes and stuff like that, which obviously he's great at. But when he's really determined to get downhill as well, it, it's like one of the most complete scorers in the game. Period. Like just as a pure score, it's it's actually really beautiful to watch Booker. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think you know um, the the one difference I think notably is there the the Suns don't have that many ways to get KD the ball right now, which is kind of silly because of course you can just give him the ball. And just let them play pick and roll and stuff like that. But they don't really do that, right? They they mostly have them station off ball, catching, and then attacking and going. And I thought last night and, and maybe even game one as well, the best play that they basically had was they essentially had two guys at the elbows, like Horns, and then Chris Paul handling on top. They would have KD line up on uh, the right side, um, get a cross screen from the other player, and then so he's fading towards his left, catching it, and then immediately shooting from the mid-range or maybe like driving in a little bit, but ultimately fading. And like they're able to run that play and get him shots, but that felt like the only way they can consistently find KD. And in the last two games here, you haven't seen as much of KD being prominent in the fourth quarters. Um, I think that's where experience also comes in, right? Obviously, Booker has played with this franchise for his whole career. And then obviously, Chris Paul has been here for the last three years where they've been really successful and they know how to play pick and roll and stuff like that. So those guys are getting shots easier than KD. But yeah, so right now, I think Booker is the guy who is leading this charge. And I think you got to salute him. Like, I, I you know, it, it's... This game was not really go in Phoenix's favor in the first half until Booker really took him, you know, by the collar. I think probably towards the end of the second quarter, just before halftime. Yeah, eleven two run to to end the quarter to yeah. tie the game, including a pull up three from Booker. I think to tie at fifty nine. Um, yeah, he's 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 a premium player. This is why I was really excited to see Kawhi or to see KD go to Phoenix because now like you just have two of the best scores in the league like side by side. Yeah, um, you know, coming into the series, I didn't feel like the Clippers had enough to win this series because of of the Paul George injury. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, after these first two games, I feel like they have enough. I feel like they have enough. I I feel like this is going to be one of those series, you know, nerds like yourself will really like because it's going to be, like you mentioned, just like adjustments from game to game, right? Yeah. Like, I'm really interested, like you mentioned, to see if, like, the Clippers maybe roll out more small ball lineups. And, again, that's where they miss Paul George so much. Sure. Yeah. Like even seeing Zubach being put in those like pick and rolls in the fourth quarter. I just don't understand what's the point of having you know him out I'm, there. This is how you know I'm watching ball. Um, wow. And it's like Zubach not even like dropping that deep, but it's like these guys don't need that much room, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you just put the ball in Devin Booker's hand and like there's always going to be an open shot yep. for them. So I don't know. I'm looking at even guys like, you know, uh, Nicholas Batum. You know, shouts to Jason anything, Tatum. Man. Like, he was scoreless no, man. in 19 minutes. Like, they're going to keep needing Eric Gordon to make his threes. By the way, shout out to Eric Gordon. I love the simplicity in which he plays offense. He will just stand, like, at the four-point line, not the three-point line. <laughs> he it's, only shoots fours. He only shoots fours. <laughs> And yeah. then he just, it just as soon as the ball cut, touches his hands, yeah. he's, he's just shooting that thing. He, he's also the anti-Gary Trent, because you know how Gary smiles every time he pulls up and yeah. shoots? He frowns. <laughs> yeah, he frowns. His circular like, face just points I, I just picture him groaning a little bit when he shoots. He does like the Orrin Weissfeld groan. Uh, he's like, mm. 
gotta shoot this again. No, they need like yeah. they need Norm. Like they need all these guys. And like we didn't even talk about like Westbrook had a really Yo, Westbrook good game. Westbrook played great, man. He was amazing. Yeah, he's been great this whole series. Twenty eight points, five rebounds, five assists, and I thought he played great defense as they well. They need his defense, man. Yeah, no, that's it, the thing that's been really impressive to watch how hard he's competing on defense. Yeah. And yeah, I mean to that point about KD, like you know driving towards his left and then pulling up for the shot, like. Russell Westbrook obviously has played with Katie a long time. He knows that thing inside and out. He knows the scouting report inside and out. First play of the game when they try to run that for KD, Westbrook blocked them at the peak. And it's like, how many players do you ever recall blocking KD? But it really takes um, not just the athleticism and the length to do it, but the the understanding of the game plan to do it. So no, I'm being very impressed with Westbrook this whole time, man. Yeah, I was thinking about Kawhi too, just watching the way he's dominated the first two games. Yeah. Like, if you think about players in the West right now that are in the playoffs, like, which player would you want most if you were just to draft in, in a seven-game series? Yeah, so, cool. I'm thinking... I, I, yeah? I think we've already done this before. Right? So, like... They're in so, the middle of the season. So, we like, had this draft. We put, like, LeBron and Steph there, Jokic. I put Katie and Devin Booker there as well. Like, it's Kawhi for you, no question. I mean, I feel like AD, when he plays really well as a two-way player, mm. it is really terrifying as we've yeah, seen. But you're only one. getting four out of... Seven games. You are worried every single time he lands. Um, yeah. Obviously, LeBron. Uh, no, but I asked you this because I, I do agree. I think Kawhi no, is the Kawhi guy. For me. I think Kawhi is the guy. And the thing is, like, regular season Kawhi, like, you just can't be fooled. Like, you can't just be like, wow, Kawhi's really falling off or Kawhi's not playing. Well, you don't really see him is the thing, too. He's really just not trying, and he's conserving his energy until the— uh, I respect that. I respect that work strategy the playoffs, so much. Man, it's like him, like KD going one-on-one -on -one against Kawhi, and that's like— as a, as a fan of basketball, it really yeah. doesn't get any better. No, he's that, got, right? like, the toughest assignment, arguably, yeah. in the NBA. And KD's just trying to go for, like, a low crossover and then maybe probably get to his left again. And Kawhi just, like, outright rips him. Mm -hmm. Like, he rips the crossover, like, as clean as you could possibly get. Kawhi's almost, like, touching the floor the way he's, like, getting so low on defense. Rips the ball and then just takes it the length of the floor with KD and Booker draped all over him and dunk, dunks the ball and then just throws the ball back at... <laughs> Katie, he's like, thank you for the ball. Here, you can have it back now. It's like, man, he's just, he's like the Terminator, man. He really is. So This guy leading the league in steals and, like, the sportsmanship award as well. It's, it's, <laughs> like, he'll rip the ball from you and give it back to you. Make sure you check ball after. He's probably just like, yo, love it. Thanks for letting me. He's ball like, let's keep it. it moving, man. The clock's moving right now. He's like, yo, I'm on, I'm on the clock right now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to finish my job. No, I, I think if, um, I'm definitely giving the Clippers a chance to, to win this series. Of course, they have Kawhi. Although I worry that you know the suns are just gonna have more star power mm -hmm. and as the series goes on but i think this might be a this might be like a luca type situation where you know luca was like kind of a sure, one-man yeah. show you know going up against the clippers you know in the first round mm -hmm. during the last couple of years and i feel like Kawhi can do it with this team which would be so impressive if you just look at this oh, roster are you kidding me yeah. right like having westbrook as like your number two guy mm-hmm um, this would be so impressive. Uh, By the way, my yeah. one takeaway watching the series, too, is just like, um, well, actually, two things. Number one, uh, neither of these two teams are going to win the West. They're just going to exhaust themselves in the series. Mm. Yeah, this is good for Denver. No, this is great for Denver because, like, you saw, like, Katie and, 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 and Devin Booker, I think, played, like, 44 and 45 minutes yep. last night. And, and they're not used to this. They're not yeah. Nick Nurse disciples. So that's number one. I think they're going to exhaust themselves. Yeah, and they don't have the Adam Silver favorable schedule. They're playing one one day off. That too. Yeah. And then the second part is there's just a lot of like Kobe disciples in this series. Because mm. I was thinking about like the top five Kobe disciples because I was looking at Booker and that's sort of, I'm not saying De Devin Booker is Kobe Bryant. Like that's, that's kind of blasphemous for anyone to say. But his game does remind me a lot of what Kobe would do. And especially when he's really determined like that. Like you could see some similarities for sure. 
But it's like Booker is a KD disciple. Kawhi is a KD disciple. Paul George, who's not even playing in this series, is a, is a Kobe disciple. And then the other two are by Kyrie and Tatum. A not but, Bones Highland? Yeah. He looks like a Kobe but, disciple no, to he, me, He's too. a Jordan Poole disciple, You man. know what Bones Highland Sick is? Of that guy. And we might need to draft a list of these players. It's like yeah. players who look like they're still playing in the regular season in a postseason yeah. game. That's what Bones Highland reminds me of. Right. Like when he has the ball, it's like, why are you doing all this freelancing one-on-one stuff? Like this is not the basketball that needs to be played right now. Yeah, no, I agree. No, he, he's he's definitely the guy who annoys me in this series. But I mean, he did take Chris Paul off the dribble like he multiple did. times. He did. Um, buried the lead. Mm. You know, CP was uh, on a 13-game losing streak against uh, head referee Scott Foster coming into the game. Mm. And, and during the game, too, a lot of people that was covering the game at the arena was taking clips, you know, during stoppages in play where CP was talking to Scott Foster and he was like doing the prayer hand saying, please, like asking for calls, like sarcastically. That's throughout. That's the funniest thing about Chris Paul is that like he maintains like the, the squeaky clean persona, but right. you just know he's actually just a jerk. Yeah, so, so he so CP yeah. finally ended the streak. Good for him. Man. And he was asked about it by a reporter after the game and he said I didn't even notice when the streak was pointed out to him. Again, what else That's is fair. he what, what is he supposed to say? Also, by the way, these streaks are just funny to me. It's just like I saw I saw like you retweeted something where apparently the Leafs have had this one referee and they they've lost like seven oh, yeah. straight with this random I ref. found out there's a deeper story though. There's like a ref has a relationship. There's a, there's like a deeper story. Sure, there. I'm sure yeah. there is. But ultimately it's like that the, the but, players gotta play. Like, for example, one of the losses it. on this list I'm seeing games uh game seven, Thunder versus Rockets. The uh, obviously CP was on the Thunder at that at that year. Um, that was game seven, and they lost by two points. It's like, yo, it wasn't Scott Foster who blocked Lugan Stortz for the game-winning three. It was James Harden. No, I, I hear you on like, that. So, But I, I think NBA has a problem, too, in that it's like so much attention is paid to, like, what game Scott Foster is, like, refing in the playoffs. It's no, like an inordinate amount of attention that's fine. That's is being fine. paid to it, and I feel like that's that's a problem in itself. I'm just I'm just not trying to take Chris Paul off the hook, man. Yeah, Chris Paul. You if you can't beat Scott Foster, you just, you <laughs> if know. If you can't beat Scott Foster, is the craziest line. I'm good, man. He should have swapped the ref jersey with him after the game, man. Um, yeah, anyway, so it's 1-1. Super excited about the rest of the series, like you mentioned, two Eastern Conference series last night as well. Um, still opting out of Celtics Hawks. I don't know if you want thirty okay. seconds on that. Here's the thing: I don't, I don't, I don't have, I don't have cable. I, can I even admit this <laughs> on a Rogers program? I don't have cable. No, how? I have Sportsnet now, and I have the TSN now. Oh my right? god! So that's how I watch all my sports, and I have the NBA okay. app as well. And we're I have to post so you up. We're gonna have to post you up at the Sportsnet Grill. Man. Unfortunately. <laughs> They put a playoff game on NBA TV. Right? Oh. So they put this series on NBA TV. Okay. Uh, so, so you're I, opting out as well. I actually just couldn't watch it. Um, okay. So I was like, uh, I'll just watch the highlights of this. Sure. So my takeaway is just real quickly watching the highlights of it. Yeah, you have um, 30 seconds, please. Okay, sure. Uh, let me just scroll down here. Okay, yeah, so first off, the Hawks definitely shot the three way better, right? I mean, they made 16 threes this one as compared to five in the other game. Um, I think obviously their guards did most of the scoring just because they're forwards just don't do it. Mm, 20 you know, like seconds. John Collins mm. is like two of 11. Hunter is two, uh, eight of 19 with two of nine from three. Capella and Okongwu only had 12 points combined. Their centers because mm. the Celtics committed a third defender to the pick and roll. Mm, 10 That's seconds. really all it took to like stop the middle pick and roll against them. So mm. I just don't understand like where the Hawks are going to have advantages in this entire series. There is a chance they get swept here and I think a real one. And also my last thing is just like, mm. Man, Derek White is just such a good player for for what the Celtics need. His on-ball defense is excellent. 
Um, but he's also a great hustle player, very unselfish, very efficient. And, like, yeah, they traded two firsts for him. They traded their 2022 first-round pick, which was Blake Wesley, and then a, like, 2028 first-round pick. So maybe years down the line, they'll regret that portion. But right now, Derek White is, like, an excellent addition. To Blake Wesley. That's a Sportsnet TSN collab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time's up on Hawks Celtics. It, yeah. We're moving on. Yeah. Uh, Cavs even their series 107-90 against the Knicks. Cannot wait for this series to, to go back to the <laughs> garden. Series, my only takeaway is just too much violence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, it's just like the <laughs> yeah. Knicks just suffered like 10 injuries in that game. Yo, it's you, unbelievable. Had a, you had a great tweet the other night because I was made, you know, what we we're talking about on Monday. Yeah. How, like every time, like, you know, the basketball gets a little rough and teams shoot like 33%. It's like classic 90s East Eastern Conference basketball, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas like, you know, teams in the West will run up like a 50 point quarter. Like it's nothing. And you pointed out the woman, Pat Riley coached in the Western Conference. It was Showtime Lakers. And when he coached in the East, it was blood in the garden with the Knicks, which is perfect. That was so perfect. And now he's in Miami with the Navy SEALs. What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. So you got the paratroopers out there. Man. Yeah. So, yes, I did see from the highlights a lot of violence. In this series. Like, like, obviously, the Cavs played a lot better. They really shut down the pace. Darius Garland was amazing. Darius Garland was super yeah. aggressive with his offense. Like, they're going to need him to be. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he's capable of it, too. Um, See anything from your guy, Evan Mobley? I, he, he played great. Like, okay. I, I thought um, offensively, I, you know, that's not really what's expected of him right now. Um, because I think when they give him opportunities to create his own offense, it's really just not an efficient shot. However, defensively, him and Jared Allen combined – do a really great job of locking down the paint. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Knicks, they're, they're going to need Julius Randle to hit shots. And uh, I have seen the Julius Randle playoff numbers. <laughs> I've seen Julius Randle play in general, man. It's a, <laughs> it's a roller coaster. It's finally catching up to him, man. Uh, speaking of violence, uh, the NBA has suspended Golden State's Draymond Green for mm -hmm. game three. Yeah. That is taking place tomorrow for uh, stepping on the chest of DeMontis Sabonis. And the league said in their official statement that the suspension was based in part of Green's history of unsportsmanlike acts. This has obviously dominated yeah. the conversation this week. What was your reaction to the suspension coming down? Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. The only surprise I had was when Shams kind of tweeted a pump fake. Oh, earlier right. in the so day earlier in the he day was... he said Draymond was unlikely to be suspended. Yeah. Yeah. Was was that like Adam Silver like just test driving the potential reaction? To <laughs> There's him a lot of conspiracy suspended? theories because like it came out too that Demontis Sabonis is questionable um, for for Game Three with a bruised uh, sternum. sternum. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure. I mean, Joe Dumars, who who works for the NBA and handed out the suspension, like did an interview with ESPN over the phone, mm -hmm. and he said mm -hmm. that that did play a part in it, um, knowing that uh, Sabonis was injured. So I don't know if that news coming down maybe changed their mind. Yeah, of course that does. That I mean, it's, it shouldn't really be how it is. But, mm -hmm. like, imagine, like, Sabonis, like, cracked a rib and he couldn't play the rest of the series. I guarantee Draymond would have been suspended more than one game. Yeah. It seems like the reaction to this is very divided. You know, a lot of people feel like yeah, it was an sure. overreaction. Uh, I mean, especially our guy, Andy Liu, who will be joining us on Friday. <laughs> just in time. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he got that rice in his veins. Man. Oh, God. I told you. Um, I feel like this was a fair suspension yeah, of course based on i'm not even looking at the history of it just looking at the act of it alone well i mean I, I think the case was like it's you know you've already ejected him for the rest of that game and so to suspend him an additional game does feel like double jeopardy to some people however i just don't think that that's the case here he stopped on him there was many other ways to get out of that situation sure yeah so right um and the, the, and the whole playing up to the crowd 
as Adam Silver is oh, recording you in 4K in the crowd. Like the league, the last yeah. thing the league wants to, is to get embarrassed, right? Like you think about the Mavericks getting fined yeah. last week for like, you know, outrightly tanking out of the play-in. Like they just can't have these acts mm. that, that embarrasses them. So yeah. I feel like all of that contributed to it. I also feel like um, in the past, I mean, first off, it's like Joe Dumars is now adjudicating the, the punishment, right? Before it was Kiki Vanderway. Yeah, by the way, uh, Joe Dumars a few years ago was, was a chief of strategy for Sacramento. That's another conspiracy Kiki, that's been floated oh, around. On, come on, get out of here. It'll be like, oh, there's Michigan roots between him and Draymond. Like, no, come on. Um, I, I think it is maybe a more stern approach. And okay. As in like an Adam Stern. Oh, or, or oh Adam David Stern. David Stern approach yeah, Adam Stern would be Adam crazy, Silver. man. If they fuse the two. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> he working at Disney. Um, um, no, but like, I, I feel like that's, he is sure. setting the standard here. Like we've, we've seen the league go soft on so many of the decisions. Sure. Even the year where Draymond got like himself tossed out of a game in the finals. Yeah. People forget that that wasn't actually the league suspending him for, for you know, doing what he did to LeBron. But, like, it was because he had an accumulation of flagrant points. Yeah, it was his which third. Which I didn't even know about until Draymond had that whole series, man. He was going wild that whole, it was that whole his, playoff. It was his third flagrant, like you mentioned. Yeah. And that's why he got suspended for that game five. And that's what kicked well, like, off the Cavs 3-1 comeback. Like, he, for example, early in that same playoff series, he kicked Steven Adams, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the nuts. And, like, he wasn't suspended. Yeah. Right? So, like, I think in the past, like, there was a different precedent. But I think that with the new... Uh, I, don't, I don't know what Joe Dumars' exact title is, but the yeah. guy who's deciding these uh, punishments, like, yeah, Joe, Joe Warden Dumars. <laughs> He's the executive vice president, head of basketball operations. Also, yeah. Draymond sat on DeMontis Sabonis in game one. I didn't mind that. I don't care about that. <laughs> like, there's it just is... a lot of extracurriculars, like, even if you don't just yeah. look at the stomp alone, right? But like, listen, that, that's part of the game. That, no, that actually is part of the game. If you it's want not to say part of the game, but it is part If you of want the to game. say that's part of the game, though, I still think it's like after you stomped on him, if you showed any remorse or just let the play go, let the rest review, and not play the you know play up to the crowd and all of that stuff, right? That has to play into it, too. Sure. I, I, that I, has I agree. to play into it. I agree. It. No, listen, if you, it's like what Blake said yesterday. Like, if, if you're going to be someone who, like, toes the line, you definitely need to understand and have the self-control not to cross the line. And, like, unfortunately, Draymond, even though he brings so much positive to the Warriors he has shown time again that he will cross that line. He doesn't have that self-control not to do it. Like, he could have easily, for example, in this scenario, fallen over, flopped. Like, what would Chris Paul have done in this scenario, right? He would mm -hmm. have flopped in this scenario and got a flagrant on Sabonis that would mm -hmm. have given the Warriors more points and kept himself in the game. They might have won game two with that flagrant, with Draymond still in the game for defense. But he yeah. didn't. He overreacted because he can be also prodded. So I think this is just, like, honestly good gamesmanship from both sides really except Draymond unfortunately took it too far so yeah he's suspended man and and Warriors are in big trouble man I don't yeah. want to sound like uh you know Jose Mourinho but <laughs> what um yeah I'm just remembering remember when Chris Paul got a technical on the other team because I think one of the guys didn't tuck in their jersey yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Chris Paul's amazing man by the way Chris Paul when he retires he needs to be in the Joe Dumars role he, in this, <laughs> yeah. we need warden Chris Paul we need, we need Officer Paul, man. Guys are going to get suspended 30 games man, just for looking at Scott Foster. Yo, I can't wait for Chris Paul to take that job, man. This does remind me, too, like, you only need to flash back to the last playoff series that the Warriors played, which was in the finals last season. Mm -hmm. You remember game two. So the Warriors lose game one. They're desperate to win game two on their home court. And Draymond was out of control in that game. He ran over Grant Williams in the first quarter. Yeah. Talked trash, picked up a technical foul, almost got tossed when he, like, just jumped on top of Jalen Brown. 
after he shot a three in the second quarter. Mm -hmm. Like, they had to be separated. But he was able to, I guess the refs were able to allow him to toe that line. And, like, he did set the tone in that game, and the Warriors did pull away. To me, it just speaks to the desperateness of of the Warriors, too, because I think Draymond is, is a really smart player, has a really good read on the situations that his team is in. Yeah. For him to do this in a game, too, of a first round series, I think just speaks to what kind of situation they're in. Bro, he did this in the NBA finals. No, but I was, that's what I'm saying though. Of course he's going to no, do but it in last the game year, two, Last man. year he did this in the finals. This year he's had to pull this out in the first round. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Like, I think, yeah. like you mentioned, it's it's desperate times. Listen, man, when, when times get tough, Draymond Green goes... <laughs> When, when you, they go low, Draymond Green goes lower, man. You, this is what he does. You know. And you by know. the way, I, I think Sabonis should have got more. Than, did he even get fined in this scenario? I'm not sure. He should get yeah. fined. He fell over for no reason in the paint. Right. Tried to hang on to Clay, almost dragged Clay down, and then while on the floor, again for no reason, he does grab Draymond's foot. Like he does instigate this whole scenario. He should get a fine if Draymond. I'm not trying to like pocket watch this. I'm no, not trying to be fine. Officer Paul, but like I'll, I'll agree yeah, with man. you. Just we to got secure. B-ball Paul and Officer Paul. In the league <laughs> I'll, right now, I'll man. agree with you. Just to secure uh... Chairman Lou. Yo, <laughs> listen, I, I would. I should take this job too. I, I agree with you. <laughs> just to no, you're just gonna suspend every Raptors opponent. Man. I would. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with you. Just to secure Andy Lou's appearance on. On Friday, calling mm. it right now, that's going to be a classic. Oh, man. You know, the guy who I think has to be the most angry yeah. in this, number two is Andy Lou. Number one got to be Steph Curry, man. Steph Curry always got to pick up Draymond's messes. Yeah. Like, now he's going to have to have, have a generational game probably in game three. Yeah. Just to, like, you know, get the series back to 2-1. Yeah. And just too much responsibility on Steph. Do you, do you think this is still going to be a series? Uh, Yes, I do. Because I trust okay. Steph that much. Me too. I think game three. I think they're. But they really don't have three. good bigs or forwards. To I'm toss really worried about them. They just feel like they don't have enough. Like yeah. Jordan Poole really concerns me. Yeah, but I hope he plays better at home, man. Um, because just for the Warriors' <sighs> sake and also for our sake, watching the series extend because he's just so frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I do agree with Draymond in terms of how he approached the. I don't know if I can put him on the list, the Bones Highland list of guys who play regular season ball in the playoffs, just because he's won a mm -hmm. championship. But yeah, he yeah, does. Of remind me of that as well just a guy who's just out there freelancing actually the biggest subplot for us in this Draymond thing is so remember last week I told you my dad keeps an eye on the podcast charts to make sure that we're ranked number one yes in are we still number one yeah so number basketball? one right now it's us okay number two is a Draymond Green show God damn it. so I need Draymond Draymond has not released a podcast since the stomp <sighs> and you know that's gonna get a lot of downloads so I need Draymond to just cool off no pods until I see my dad this weekend so no nah, this is affecting us personally. You know what's the, Asian tough, dad. the toughest thing is we need um, the Lakers to, to lose so that Draymond has less to talk about. In his pod. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My favorite thing about those pods too, like he speaks in third person. Yeah. So like in game one, he was like, dubs lose 127, 123. Draymond Green had nine points. Eight I'm like, what? <laughs> It's so uh, wild. Man. No, it's funny, man. I, I even see his producer Jackson was 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 trending on Twitter or something. Like oh that. yeah, shout out to Jackson, man. Yeah, um, he's under a lot of stress. One more thing before we take the break. So the <laughs> by the way, imagine being Draymond's producer, man. I mean, oh like, god, it's already hard enough to produce this show for the you. The thing is, you know, Jackson's a huge Celtics fan too, right? Yeah. So there was a lot of trash talk last year. Of course, year I knew that about Jackson. Yep. Um. Yeah. So Warriors Kings, like we mentioned, playing Game Three tomorrow. Yep. 
Suns Clippers as well. And the two games are overlapping tomorrow. One at 10, one at 10.30. Is Adam Silver in his flop era? Like, yes. if he goes to Disney, you going to release Black Panther and Spider-Man on the same Friday? That's what he's this doing Because this is exactly right what he's doing right how, now. How am I supposed to watch both of these games? <laughs> he's like, here, watch these two Avengers movies at the same time. And is one of them on NBA TV? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. God damn. Yeah, I want to say the Suns Clippers is actually on NBA TV. So Why catch, would you ever put watch party, KD on? <laughs> watch Party with Will Liu at Sports Night Grill tomorrow night. 10 p.m. I might have to go just so uh, I can see Free event. Games. We'll have the details tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, let's yeah. like, take, take a break. When we come back, uh, OG becomes a part owner and uh, other playoff things. That's right. Okay, we're going to take that break. I've been your host, Walu. You've listening to The Raptors Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers Sportsbook award winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus. Available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connects Ontario at 1 866 531 2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge breaking down the top stories in hockey and elliot friedman every day the jeff merrick show subscribe and download the show on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts welcome back to the raptor show on the sportsnet radio network i'm your host Wayne Lou. continue to be joined by producer and co-host alex wong what do you want to do man uh, OG Ananobi, who was announced yesterday, is becoming part owner. He bought a minority stake in the London Lions, a private equity-owned team in the British Basketball League. Um, they recently became the first British team to qualify for the Euro Cup playoffs earlier this month. I think there was a video that accompanied the announcement. There was. That yeah. came out this morning. Um, he was speaking in his uh, Idris Elba. Uh, British accent. This is like no, watching Stringer Bell for three seasons and then Idris does the interviews and I'm like, what? No, it's like watching Idris perform on The Wire because once in a while, right. that British accent did peep through, man. It did. It did. Like, yeah, you have an inelastic product. It's like, where are the Trump bros now? No, that was a fun um, Anyways, OG yeah. is an owner now. Any uh, any thoughts we can fulfill our Raptors content for the day? Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I just tweeted out. I just quote retweeted and just said OG investing in the BBL, which I always thought was an unfortunate acronym for the British oh, basketball that's right. league. That's right. And I, that's when I realized former Raptor Sam Decker follows me. And he responded, sending in my two week notice because Sam Decker plays for this team. Oh, word? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and him and OG are, 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 I assume, still friends. So, um, no, it's it's cool, man. It's, it's you know, I mean, as, as OG um, talked about in this video, where essentially he's just like getting picked up from. Heathrow, you know, driven around, mm-hmm. you know, being chauffeured yeah. to uh, checking North out sh- London. Checking out shortage, you know, that's the only <laughs> and, uh, town I know. And and they're driving past, like, you know, the Emirates, for example. And he's mm. like, oh, yeah, like, that's that's my team. You know, I'm, 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 I'm an Arsenal supporter. Oh, okay. He's like, Thierry Henry is my favorite player, mm. which makes sense. Do honestly. we know this, like, that he was an Arsenal I supporter? I don't think so. Okay. Um, so this but is breaking news. He's got friends and family. Um, in the UK, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty normal. Like, yeah. obviously, he's he's Nigerian. The background there, like the Nigerian diaspora, is like yeah, UK, um, parts of the states, like Houston, you know, um, and a, a lot in Toronto as well. So, I, I think OG is actually just at the perfect intersection of all of this. Mm. You so. think um, if Nick Nurse decides to move on, maybe he'd be interested in returning to the what? British basketball league? No, man, he's going to the, the Houston Rockets. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry, no, he's not. He's okay, not. anyways. 
Let's stop making fun of the Raptors before people get mad. Are the Rockets interviewing Ime Yudoka today? Yeah. The Rockets. The Rockets have a very long list of uh, of interviews. I think think Tillman Fertitta has had to shut down all his restaurants this week just to conduct interviews. It's a lot of interviews going on. A lot of free dinners. I'm still waiting for that Adrian Griffin one. Yeah. (laughs) Where he's like, so you don't want Nick? (laughs) You want me instead? No, that's the most disrespectful thing, man. Imagine like, you know. Uh, let's just say TSN was trying to hire me. <laughs> They're like, let's bring it, Alex. <laughs> Come on, man. They're I, like, I was okay what's, with what's Will like. I was cool, I was okay with being Jeremy Castleberry, but somehow not okay being Adrian Griffin. Yeah, shout out to Jeremy Castleberry, by the way. You keep seeing him on the, the Clippers. Oh, bench. we do. Okay, I'm way too focused on the actual hoop to notice that at the moment. Oh, okay. All right. Um, needed to pick your brain on this. So I know you finally got to the CBA yesterday, which I oh, man. appreciate. What? We did this already. Lots of details coming out uh, about the in-season tournament that's going to start next season. And yep. Adam Silver said yesterday that he wants to, quote, create new games of consequence, taking a page from European soccer. Mm-hmm. He also said that visually it's going to look different. Players will wear different uniforms and there will be different courts, uh, which is how I know this is going to fail. Because how is that your leading pitch that they're going to wear different jerseys? So I need you to explain a little bit to me, like, you know, Champions League is when all the top teams from different leagues in Europe get together, right? Yeah, that's the part where I'm a little confused too because I, I understand sort of what he's trying to do here. But yeah. um, Charlotte, example, Charlotte playing Sacramento is not Liverpool playing Real Madrid is what you're saying. Uh, no, it's okay. not. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, don't mention that matchup, please. It's very triggering for oh, us Liverpool sorry. fans. That was very specific uh, of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. They, they keep beating each other in, in, in Champions League and Liverpool keeps losing. Mm. Um, no, I, I think so. The, the way Champions League works, it, it's, the reason it's successful is because there is so much popularity in soccer in different national leagues. So, like, the best teams in Italy will face off against the best teams in, you know, uh, England and the best teams in Germany will face and Spain and stuff like that. And, like, that's what's cool is, like, typically those teams wouldn't match up with each other when they're playing in their domestic um, competitions. So this is probably cl- not Champions League. But this is probably closer to, like, FA Cup or, like, the Carabao Cup, which is, like, um, domestic competitions in addition to sort of who has the best thing in, in, in best record. Because that's essentially what you're competing for in Europe, in soccer. It's like the main prize is whoever has the best record at the end of the regular season, right? There's not a playoff kind of setting. The playoff kind of setting is more of like the, the single game sort of knockout or maybe home and home knockouts. Um, so I suppose this will be closer to that. But I think what's cool about something like the FA Cup, for example, is like you'll have like um, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh division teams that are like a step up from like a men's league, no no offense, who will then get to play against like Chelsea, mm. right? And that's cool. Or like, you know, Wrexham, for example. I know you're a big Wrexham supporter. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right? Um, you've, you've seen the TV show. So like they're like Great the show. fourth division, I believe, fourth mm. or fifth. Yeah. Like they'll get to play a team, right. you know, who are like tops in the it's league. It's kind of like a one versus 16 NCAA type situation. Yeah, in this, in this sense, it'll be sort of like if a G League team was able to compete against an NBA team. However, right. the, the difference there is no one cares about the G League, no offense. But there's not like a rabid Julie like interest. It's more niche, right? Um, and then the second part is obviously that's not actually what's happening here. You're essentially just taking teams playing each other that would always play each other in the NBA anyway, and just having those extra points count towards a special competition where eventually they will play for something meaningful at the end. With yeah. The cup. So so. Yeah. To me, it's just like it's like that scene in The Wire, man. When when the product is weak, they're just changing the color of the cap. <laughs> they're going from the blue cap to the red cap right Pandemic. now. Pandemic. They're um, literally putting on a new jersey and just calling it a new product. Yeah, so, so the event is going to, like Will mentioned, include pool play games, but it's going to be part of the regular season schedule. And then eight teams are going to advance to a single elimination tournament in December. The prize money is $500,000 per player. 
Cool. Um, and they might have it at a neutral site, possibly Vegas. I guess I was just going to ask you, like, you know, I'm not that excited about this concept. I don't think it's going to generate the yeah. level of excitement that the league thinks it will. No, I'm willing to give it a shot and, like, see how it goes. But to me, like, the comparisons to um, European soccer, I just don't think are there. Yeah, no. Like, I uh, just don't think so. This will require, like, you know, LeBron and the Lakers taking on, like, Eric Bledsoe and the Shanghai Sharks. Yeah. Would that get you excited? Kind of? I just wanted to let people Actually, know. Kind of. There Actually, we go. There we go. Kind Hire of. You're me. right. No, like, you Hire know what I mean? Me. Like, can can um, can can Dwight Howard's, like, oh. Tao Yuan Lepers, Yo, Lepers come sick. over here? With former Raptor coach John Bennett over there, too. Yeah, yeah. Shouts to him. V- versus Nick Nurse mm. and the Rockets. Um, yeah, no, this is not interesting. But, I mean, it will be also cool is, like, mm. if the NBA were to completely revamp their whole system and, and have, like, prospects play for them, mm. right? And you could have, like, more developmental opportunities other than just like two-way guys that you can put on the G League roster. Okay. If you can maybe see like an opportunity where like younger players sort of compete in this. Okay. But I just there is no farm system, you know, in, yeah, yeah. in the NBA, so you can't really By have the way, that I either. respect the G League. Shout out to Mark Valena and the G League team for the G League Ignite jersey. Got you. Um, of course, man. Name one G League Ignite player. Well, I think, you know, the other thing about this too is why don't they just have an in-season poker tournament? Would you not watch that? Oh, absolutely. Would you not purchase course, cable man. and watch that on NBA That's TV? what I'm saying. When they're in Vegas already, like, let's just let's This just is the only way over. to yeah. settle the debate between the 73-9 and nine Warriors and the 72-10 and 10 Bulls. Let's get MJ to the table versus Draymond. Damn, that's really good. Hire me. Hire me. That's really good. Hire me. And um, I, I'm not talking about those, like, celebrity poker scenarios where, like, Kevin Hart is all of a sudden, like... Because I was watching, I was watching like, you know, because I'm always locked into sports then now. I, like, I was watching it at the arena one time, actually. What? I was there at 5, I was there at 5 p.m., so I saw it on, okay. on the television. And um, watching himself on the pregame? No, no, relax. <laughs> and and I was looking at the poker tournament, and it was like, oh, there's like guys, I, guys I recognize in here. <laughs> like, you know, Sam is Fandiari's on here instead mm. of Light Years Podcast. And, <laughs> <You'll call> um, <laughs> You know, like Daniel Negreanu. And then, like, the camera panned over, and it was like, Ted Cruz. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so, like, I don't want one of those. I actually just want none of the poker professionals and just, yeah. like, NBA players. Yeah, I was watching cards. Steve Aoki play on Sportsnet. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. For, like, half an hour. <laughs> he was playing every hand. It must be great to have that much money. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight's games. That's Ennis. Milwaukee. Shouts to Ennis. Um, Milwaukee, Miami, game two. Big news, though. Giannis is doubtful for tonight. Didn't practice yesterday. Really? And along with the back, back injury, it's been reported he's dealing with something in his wrist as well. Man. Can the Navy Seals of Miami steal another one on the road? This would be huge. I this, feel like the Bucks. Massive. I feel like the Bucks should still be able to win even without Giannis. Yeah, but of course it's much closer. I mean, you're taking like probably the best player in the NBA. But like Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. That should be enough to beat this Heat team. I know they That's have enough really... to beat the Toronto Raptors when they play the Bucks without uh, without Giannis. But uh, I feel I like Coach Bud is in the spotlight again, man. You've had a day, a couple of days, I think, to like you know yeah, think about yeah. this matchup now. Giannis prepare for Giannis potentially not being in the lineup. Like if if the Bucks fancy themselves like a real contender, I feel like with or without Giannis, they should take care of business at home. Okay, that's fair. I agree, especially yeah. at home. But I just don't think their Miami's roster's a good old, team. Man. They're throwing like thir- their their rotation is like all thirty. Yeah, but it's old versus bad. I just don't think Miami's a good team. Mm, that's I don't true. Know. I don't know. Miami's got to shoot a lot worse from three because they were just lights out the other night. Yeah, uh, the Denver Nuggets are taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. So this I'm is reaching, a series that should be on NBA TV, by the way. It might be. I'm I'm reaching uh, the the opt out. <sighs> range for this series i hear you man is there a single interesting storyline in this series can you talk me into something 
I don't know, man. Are the wolves going to fight each other again? Like are the wolves going to howl or are they going to meow? <laughs> like, that's that's basically it. Because like half the time they don't even play up to their potential. Like that's what annoys me about they this team. They are very disappointing. They're very talented, but yeah. they're dis- disappointing, and they just yeah. feel like like the bear. Like when when things get really tough for them, the yeah. basics of basketball elude them. You know they're bringing home a C plus on their report card like every semester yeah. type. So no, I mean I'm. Yeah. Uh, even, I mean, I don't know. Even Contavious Caldwell-Pope is opting out. Cat uh, said that the Nuggets knew all of their plays um, in game one, and KCP said, yeah, we did know all their plays. We knew exactly what they were going to be and what that, they were going to do. Isn't that what scouting is for? Like, sorry, if you go on the court and you really don't know, like, most of the plays, I'm not saying, like, new wrinkles can be added, but if you walk on the court and you don't know most of the plays, like, you just have not prepared adequately for professional sports. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> like, um, okay, damn. I am opting Why out of this. Why are you impressed by this? I am opting out of this series as well. Okay? like, wow, Cat likes to pick and pop. I'm like, what? I just oh, wanted man. to give you a big meow update. Um, <sighs> okay, I'm opting out of this one as well. Yeah, what's um, up? Lakers, okay, this one I'm in. Lakers, Grizzlies. Yeah, of course. Playing tonight, that's the marquee game. So John Moran had an MRI yesterday, showed an aggravation of the bruising in the soft tissue in his hands, an injury that he originally suffered in the last week of the regular season. He did some shooting and dribbling yesterday as a game-time decision, but Woj did report that there isn't a great deal of optimism around the Grizzlies team about his availability. Do the Grizzlies have a chance if John Morant is not available? Um, They have a chance. Um, Tyus Jones, obviously, is one of the best backups in the league. Um, But it's not a great chance. I think what you would really count on is maybe the Lakers don't hit a significant number of their shots Um, because the Lakers just ultimately aren't that great of an outside shooting team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe, uh, you know, guys won't be able to repeat some of their performances. But at the same time, I think the Lakers had a pretty good strategy in terms of how they competed against them. And um, what's really scary about them right now is it's not like LeBron just dragging them forward. It's like them playing together as a team. And so it's harder to fix in on just one guy. I also think that, like, Jaron Jackson Jr. ran into, like, one of the worst matchups for him in AD. Mm. Um, we'll see if AD is able to play through the whole thing because obviously the injury concern. But, yeah, I mean, it's just tough. He's just running into a much bigger version of himself. So yeah. a lot of his advantages are neutralized. Um, but, you know, at the, at, the, at the same time, like, the Grizzlies are going to be uh, at home where they're very, very good and very difficult to to win against. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they, they have a lot of experience playing without Jaw as well. So... Now, they have a chance, but I think the Lakers should be favored. And um, I don't know. Ideally, you see John this game, but the way he landed was just so rough. Like, I mean, obviously, there were no breaking elements in terms of mm-hmm. the bones. So hopefully, he's able to return at some point. But it just, the way he fell, it seemed like impossible that he would be able to play in game two. So um, the fact that there's even some possibility just because he's doubtful, um, you know, maybe that's optimistic. Yeah. Um, and now it's time for Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Before I get you to make the pick for Lakers, Grizzlies tonight, I know you're a sneaker enthusiast, so I wanted to run this what? interesting story I read on ESPN by you. So Desmond Bain uh, in the series is wearing LeBron's new sneaker, the LeBron 20. And there's okay. actually a whole unwritten rule story that was written today on ESPN where a lot of guys don't feel like they'll switch shoes if they're playing against the guy with a signature shoe. Okay. And Kevin Garnett said he was in support of this. He said, quote, the mental part of you is being in someone's product is that you support that person. Not only that, you're a fan. You're probably going to want me to sign these after. So a lot of guys during throughout their career, when they went up against like a LeBron or Kobe, sure. just wouldn't yeah. wear their shoes. But Desmond Bain 
had a big toe injury earlier this season. Okay. And the only shoe that he could play in that he was comfortable in was the LeBron. <laughs> the gigantic LeBrons? I was yeah. going to say, do we just need to put Otto Porter <laughs> in some LeBron 20s? Hey, man. Anyways. It's worth trying. Uh, you know, are you in agreement with this uh, unwritten rule? Should you wear someone else's sneaker? Like, would you wear the Paul Georges against Paul George? Um Here's the thing. That's probably sacrilegious. I don't understand what the big deal about shoes are. <laughs> why is it so important what you're putting on your feet, man? That's PJ like, Tucker. Why are, we, why are we spending hundreds of dollars on shoes? Like, are they comfortable? Do they fit? Are you able to weather the conditions in terms of are they, like, is it raining outside? Do you need rain boots? Like, that's the only decision I'm making I'm taking in this. Like, why is there so much emphasis on shoes, man? I'm not trying to look at feet this much. <laughs> okay, so you're willing to play barefoot if that's the case, as long as there's a game. Um, um, no, I, I have no issues with this. But, okay. Uh, anyway, for Desmond for 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 sticking to his decisions. The line for Lakers Grizzlies. Lakers are a one point favorite in Game Two, trying to go mm-hmm. up two zero and win both games in Memphis. Who are you picking tonight? I think I'm going to go with the Lakers, um, nice. which is going to be really tough for the Grizzlies. Obviously, I would wait until I see this official status of Jaw, and of course, they're going to bring it down to the last second. Um, even if he does play, I don't imagine him being uh, at full strength. But yeah, I just think that like um, the Grizzlies, more than anything else, like they they will struggle to score against the Lakers because um, I just don't think it's a good matchup for them, especially with Jaw uh, hampered. Um, I need them to play fast. I need them to get threes up. I need to see more out of like Luke Kennard, for example. But like, come on, man! Like, we're we're really talking about like <laughs> we, we talking, need we talking Luke Kennard. We're, we're talking about like ducks on this point, man. Like, you know, like they got to get their ducks in a row because it, it's tough. Because um, obviously, the Lakers have multiple ways that they can score now. They have enough depth on the floor, and it's not like all the Lakers guys like played that well either. They had obviously a couple of standout performances, there's no doubt. But um, yeah, I just I just think that they're in tough here, um, and the Grizzlies really need to play fast. They need to take a lead early. They need to sort of you know get the Lakers to exhaust themselves, trying to catch up from behind this whole time. And um, we'll see. We we really will see. But um, it's not looking good for for our former Vancouver franchise. But um, no, I think, yeah, I'm going to go with you, Lakers minus one. I think, too, that LeBron sees this opportunity to maybe go up 2-0, especially with Ja injured, and maybe have a short series, you know, avoid another AD injury. So might see see some greatest of all time behavior tonight. Can we get the GOAT? Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Lakers minus one. I don't know why you agreed to why, this. Why did you point at me? Right? You put me know. on the spot. That was... I had to. No, no. Oh, God. Was better. That was Between the Lines brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. We'll have Michael Pena of The Ringer join us tomorrow to talk some playoff hoops and Andy Lou on Friday. I, no, you know what? I, I'm really excited because I think over the course of the season, we're able to build out a pretty good roster of like guests. Mm-hmm. And now when the Raptors are out, we can actually talk to them about what they're most interested in. Because yeah, before it was like, we'd get them on and be like, hey. Begging Pina for an all-NBA vote. Michael, can we please have an all-defensive second-team vote for OG? Like, you know, that that just wasn't as riveting as what we were Now we can just about. make all of them, tell all of them to make goat noise. <laughs> well, well, I'll probably do it anyway. You'll probably point at me. But anyway, that does it for us today. I've been your host, Will Lou, and you've been listening to the Raptors show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Thanks once again our producer and co-host Alex Wong, our board producer Derek Brandel, and Jennifer Rowling for helping with the YouTube stream. We'll talk to you soon. Leafs win the next one, please.